Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 71, Bat Her Up, or either word, Batter Up, get it? No, sorry, that was, I butchered the delivery, but Casey was the one who, who was the amazing one, she came up with that name, I love it. So yes, I'm your host Alex, and today we're going to have Casey as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, yourself? I'm doing good, uh, I'm sorry I butchered the title, you, you took so much it. time to come up with it, it's such a great title, and... Of course, I d delivered it like a uh, rock. I don't know how that works, but yes. No, it was great. It was great. I liked it. So yes, today we're going to be talking about Casey's uh, hobby. But before we do that, who is Casey? Uh, so my name's Casey. I'm a registered nurse here in Ottawa. Uh, so I'm not far away from you, I think. I've been in Ottawa for about 10 years, but I grew up in a very small town way out in the country. And I love that, um, but I also love Ottawa and exploring it and finding new things and mainly hanging out with friends and family, being in nature, reading, and then, you know, like a good Netflix or podcast binge or something like that. But yeah, that pretty much sums me up. Did you say podcast binge? So everybody listening, you better you better binge the rest of this episode because it's going to be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I've been binging yours. Oh, good, good, good. Hopefully I live up to your standards. Uh, I'm doing everything sure. all right. <laughs> yeah. So yes, today we're going to be talking about your hobby today. I've seen your Instagram and your Twitter. It seems like you're a very adventurous person. But today we're not necessarily talking about the outdoors. We're talking, well, it could actually technically be outdoors. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess. Uh, indoors, outdoors, any doors. Today, we're going to be talking about <laughs> softball. So what is softball for people who might not know what it is? Softball is similar to baseball. I think a lot of people mix those up. Softball is what you generally see people playing around town. So the way I usually describe it is right now I play slow pitch or lob ball, but I used to play the version of softball that was fast pitch or also known as windmill. People confuse softball and baseball a lot. They're simultaneously like very different and very similar um but you'll first thing you'll notice with baseball so like a lot of the high level baseball you see so the MLB or minor leagues or you know what the Jays play or anything is they use a harder smaller ball they throw overhand as a pitcher um whereas softball it's a a bigger softer ball and it's underhand pitching um, so if you see, you know, little ball diamonds around town, they're usually what you're seeing is softball. Um, and then higher up men's leagues are baseball. I did not know that. Well, I knew some of it, but I did not mm -hmm. know like the actual shape of the ball. It's kind of like uh, American football versus Canadian football in the sense that the Canadian football is bigger. Right. So like baseball is about nine inches in circumference, I think. But uh, softball can be anywhere between like 11 and 12 inches. And it's quite a lot heavier. And so as you're growing up, your softball gets bigger. So when I was younger, we played with 11 inches. And now we play with like 12 inches circumference. And it's a heavier ball. So naturally, it's a little bit slower. And speaking about uh, growing up, uh, how did you get introduced to softball? Did you just find one on the street and say, oh, you know what? I'm going to start throwing it and start playing <laughs> with my friends. Or did like you're somebody in the family taught you it or you saw it on TV or anything like that? No, actually. So I grew up in a very, very small town and there wasn't a lot of unique games to play, but everybody played soccer and everybody played softball. Men and women alike, there happened to be very few things in this town. Um, but one of the things was a really nice baseball diamond or softball diamond and everybody came out and watched. Uh, when I was 
really young, I didn't play. My mom used to make me do dance lessons instead, um, which I hated because all my friends played hockey and softball. Uh, So finally, she relented. And I didn't join until Squirt, which is like age 12. And that's the name of the league uh, (laughs) is Squirt, which is really cute. But all of my friends had been playing since T-ball. But I've got that competitive drive. So I really wanted to show myself. Um, So when my friends said, we're not just playing house league, we're also going to put together a competitive team. I said, well, I want to do both. And then just to tack on the extra level level of competitive, uh, they didn't have a back catcher at the time. Or sorry, a backup back catcher. They only have one back catcher. And so I said, oh, I can do that. I don't know how to play anyway. So if I'm learning, I might as well learn a position that needs to be filled. Um, and it's a very, it's, it's kind of like learning how to play a goalie when you've never skated before. So it was pretty different and unique. And so I got lots of playing time and was able to play on a competitive team right away, which really upped my competitive spirit. A lot of people played in my hometown, but that's how I got started, was bullying my mom into it. (laughs) So correct me if I'm wrong, but does this mean you have really good hand-eye coordination? Because the ball is coming at you really fast. So you must have like really good reaction. Uh, So certainly when I played fast pitch, you kind of get buddied up with a pitcher. So I obviously caught off of a bunch of different people, but we usually were buddied up with one pitcher and catcher team. And my pitcher was a very, very strong, very athletic girl. But she, her father was also our trainer. Um, So she was jacked and threw the ball very hard. (laughs) So yes, my hand-eye coordination was excellent, but I'm also quite short. So that was to my advantage for getting low to the ground quickly, like diving tags and everything just seemed to come a little easier to me because I didn't have so far to go. But I think also not having known any other position, I kind of just took to that quickly. So now my hand-eye coordination isn't so good as it used to be, but it's probably better than the average person, yes. So better than me, basically. (laughs) Well, if you don't play softball, probably. I think when I was a kid, I used to play t-ball. And this is a follow-up question, but did you ever have one of those t-ball cards or with your little bio in the back when you were a kid (laughs) no my tim was not so fancy no 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 that's really cute but that was maybe something they did for boys leagues um but never anything that the girls got so we uh no we were like small town famous we did pretty well for ourselves um around town and like the legion has one of our winning trophies and things like that but no there was no um no cards made for us if you had the choice would you get one a softball card of myself <laughs> <Yeah>. sure <laughs> i mean that's awesome i would frame that yeah if you had okay so here's a tough question on the softball card if you had the choice to put one quote like just an inspirational line what would it be <laughs> to sum up who is casey oh there's a really good one it's like it's like you never strike out if you, ah, I forget what it is, but there's a really good one that I used to love when I was younger about basically you can't hit a home run or a strikeout if you don't swing, but you got to swing. So it might end up in a strikeout or it might end up in a home run. So you still, you got to swing, which is kind of, a life, you know, a life quote and a 
Yeah. Yeah. There's like, there's no reward without risk, basically. Yeah. I wish I could remember the quote. It's a good one. I'll get there eventually. Well, in the middle of this episode, if you just know, just yell it out, interrupt me. Okay. <laughs> just, and then we'll try <laughs> I'm good to at guide. interrupting. Yeah. Here, same, same. So that's, uh, there we go. We're starting off a great friendship right now, just back and forth <laughs> interrupting each other. <laughs> uh, so, yes. So you said you mentioned fast pitch, slow pitch and low ball. Is there one that you prefer more these days? Because you said you tried them all out. Is there one that you yeah. grown to? Yeah. Oh, I remember the quote. <laughs> there it is. It's, it's by Babe Ruth. Never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. And that should apply for everything in life. Right. So I thought so. Anyways, I do. <laughs> yes, I play. <laughs> I play a few different types now. Um. Fast pitch is if you've ever seen when they used to play in the Olympics and then did the underhand really fast, um, fast pitch or windmill pitching. Um, mostly it was the women's leagues that played that. That's what I used to play and I loved, loved, loved it. Um, but that's something that's a little more competitive. So if you get out of shape for that, you can lose it really fast. Like I could, I don't know that I could swing at one of those and make <laughs> make it anymore. So right now I play slow pitch. And then within slow pitch, there's a few different types too. So there's lob ball, um, which means you have to pitch it a certain height. So usually I think it's 12 meters in the air, which is pretty dramatic. Um, <laughs> and then within slow pitch itself, there's different types where you just, you kind of slowly underhand the ball in kind of like if you're practicing pitching, but then there's uh, types of slow pitch where you only get three pitches. So one, two, three, if you, and you're pitching to your own team. So if you didn't like them too bad, you better swing. And then there's another type of slow pitch where uh, you actually have the base and the other team pitches to you. So you need like three strikes and four balls, um, the same as what you see in baseball and fast pitch. Uh, so I like that because there's an umpire, there's like actual proper strikes and and walk so you can get walks you can get good hits you can get a little better pitches it's a little bit more competitive while still being recreational softball um so right now i play in the parkwood hills league in ottawa and i really really like that and now i've seen softball like when they swing their arms and i always felt like ooh, that might must be intense for the shoulder because correct me if right. i'm wrong it's like a sudden stop at the bottom because you don't want your arms swinging a full 360 right right so well actually you do want to follow through oh, okay um, it depends what you're trying to do. So, yes, yeah, so like a lot of people think of softball as kind of the lazy man sport, similar to like golf, where it's a lot of slow paced stuff, but it can be really hard on your muscles. Um, so, like I said, I'm a nurse, so I'm always really keen on <laughs> making sure everything's safe. So I'm that person that has a first aid kit in their softball bag and like, if anybody pulls a muscle, I make sure they don't overdo it or anything. But it's very easy to pull your muscles because whereas soccer, you're kind of in constant motion. With softball, it's a lot of, like you said, fast stops and starts. So you swing suddenly at the ball. And then if you hit it, you sprint to first. And then you have to wait there and wait there and wait there until someone hits it. And then you sprint to second. So it's a lot of standing and then sprinting, which, as you can imagine, can be really hard on your muscles. Um, so, you know, same as any kind of sport, it's really important to hydrate and stretch and know your limits, but also just throwing the ball to and from your teammates is 
really hard on your shoulders. So I know a lot of people by the end of the softball season, like their shoulders can get thrown out. And I've certainly thrown mine out before by playing too much. And uh, speaking about that whole motion, is it hard to like learn how to curve the ball or anything like that? Or it has to go straight every time? I'm not the expert here. This is why I'm asking. This is out of pure curiosity. It depends what you're trying to do. So yes, it is difficult to learn. At this point in my life, it's just an inherent, like, um, it's just kind of built into my DNA and my movements. I do it subconsciously without thinking. But definitely people that I've noticed that have started playing later in life really have to consciously like focus on where they're going to throw it. And you can kind of see the gears moving in their head about telling their body what to do. And that's, you know, whenever you're trying to do anything new. But I, I did a lot of training when I was younger for shorter distances, longer distances, whatever it may be. So just when you warm up before the game, usually start really close together, tossing the ball back and forth just with your teammates. And then you move further and further apart to make sure that your arm is warmed up for any distance. So for example, now that I play slow pitch, I play third base because I've got the arm of a back catcher and the reaction time of a back catcher. And in slow pitch, the ball gets hit down the third baseline pretty quick by like big guys. So you need to have a quick reaction time and a good arm. So I need to sometimes throw it to first which is a really long, long distance away and you need to have the strength and weight behind it. Um, but sometimes I have to throw it to second and that's like kind of, you have to consciously tell your body to change how far you're going to throw it or else you're drilling it at somebody's head or completely missing them entirely, which is never fun. <laughs> no, I, I usually play goalie when I play soccer and I've done this. This is my first time doing this and I've done this a few times. Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's a question related for you, but when I play goalie, I'm like, oh, oh, do I want to pass it to this player or pass it to that player? And then by accident, I just like, I can't make a decision. I end up throwing in the middle yes. between both of them. Has that ever happened to you? Where so you're trying to I love that. That's a, such a great question because I totally noticed that I've been playing this game so long. I feel like it, it's in my DNA. So things like that. Um, so where you said is my reaction time quicker, maybe bending down and picking up the ball isn't that much faster just because I'm out of shape now. But that synapse in your brain that tells you like oh my god what am I going to do now now that I have the ball where is it going is just so like I don't even notice that I do it anymore until I started playing with really new people um, where I kind of had to teach them uh, so like when you play back catcher in fast pitch the back catcher calls out the plays so if I see you get the ball I'll say throw it here throw it there do this do that um, so I've just kind of develop um the habit of if the ball comes to me i'm doing this with it um so i subconsciously before the ball is ever hit anywhere i i subconsciously know what i'm going to do with it but it took a really long time to get there i started playing when i was 12 and i'm 28 now so 16 years of really ingraining that in my brain and then you notice people who aren't so confident or haven't been playing as long kind of hold the ball for a few seconds. Like you can see them internally freaking out like, ah, what do I do with this now that I have it? <laughs> um, so exactly what you're saying, it does. It just takes time. I think I, I think I think it just takes time and confidence. And also was the ball hit directly to me or was it like a little dribbler that I had to run for? Those things make a big difference about whether or not I'm going to make the throw in time. So it completely depends on the situation and it completely depends on your level of confidence and 
competency, I guess. I like that. I like how you just take that approach where you don't second guess. You said, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to go through with yeah. it. And on that note, do you apply that on your everyday life as well? Yeah. You know what? I guess I, I guess I live my, my, my life pretty confident, like in nursing, for example, I remember being a brand new nurse and knowing a lot of things, but not being able to communicate that because I was so nervous. And that made my patients nervous and made my patients think, oh, like, how old are you? Should you be taking care of me or too little? So I started trying to get this faux confidence when I would walk into a room and just answering questions like, I know what I'm talking about. And then going and checking later and making sure that I actually gave them the right answer. And it's amazing how when I walk into a room now, just because I'm comfortable with myself and my skills, how much you notice the newer nurses being nervous. And you can see that with newer players too, where they're, they've got the skill perhaps, but not the confidence. And just that level of confidence puts pe other people at ease. And then everything goes more smoothly. And I would say, yeah, like you said, that works for pretty much every walk of life. Like if somebody comes up to you at a party and you're chatting and they're clearly awkward and uncomfortable, it's not going to be a great interaction. But if somebody comes up with ease and confidence and whatever, you're going to be a bit more comfortable. Everybody involved will be more comfortable. Basically, what's happening right now, you're just you're so comfortable in this conversation and <laughs> you, oh, you brought so I much confidence. <laughs> Go ahead. So I love your podcast, big fan, um, but I got introduced by it um, by my friend Ryan, who hosts the Life in Red podcast. And when I went on his, I was a nervous wreck. I was sweating profusely. I was just so nervous because for some reason I got it in my head that it was like an interview rather than a conversation. And I really kicked myself after when I was listening to it because I was like, I've talked to Ryan a million times. Why am I being so weird? <laughs> And I hated like listening back to it. So I just told myself for this one, like, Alex seems like a great guy. Let's have a conversation and enjoy it instead <laughs> of being nervous. This is the first time we we're talking and it's going smoothly. We've never met in person. <laughs> We've followed each other on Instagram yeah. and Twitter and we're supporting each other. So, yeah, it's, it's a normal conversation. There's no judgment. There's no need to be professional. <laughs> Either way, back to softball. <laughs> what would you say is the best part for you about softball on a personal and emotional level? Right. Um, I, I like this question. So best part about softball, I guess, with any kind of hobby is meeting new people and bonding over the love of the game and, and beers and competition. And the case of softball, it's really important to stay active. I'm not really somebody who loves going to the gym, um, but I do love being outside and enjoying the summer weather and it's a great way to do that as well as like meet new people both on your team and on the other teams and it's definitely a game of habit so I'm really happy that I haven't let my body forget how to play the game that I love so I guess summed up the best part about softball is staying active enjoying the summer weather and meeting new people and enjoying beers outside during good weather. I would imagine during the winter would not be so enjoyable. <laughs> well, I actually have kind of a funny story about that. It, there's a fall softball league for um, OSSE, the Ottawa Sports and Social Club, I think. Anyways, it ended in late October last year or two years ago, and we played in the snow. And it was so miserable, but also so <laughs> hilarious. We just couldn't, everybody was like, no, well, obviously we're not going to play. And then we're like, well, we're all here and nobody cares what the outcome is. So both teams thought this will be a riot. Let's just play. And it was 
fully snowing like in the movies <laughs> that big wet christmas snow oh yeah it was like that so it was just and i mean it was not for some gold medal or something it was recreation so it was a lot of fun like um but no generally speaking <laughs> it's not fun to play in the rain and it's a lot of fun it's actually not that fun to play in the really hot either because you're just standing there dying but i mean you can't beat that being outside on a summer evening enjoying the weather well hopefully when you did play during the winter time that one game there was no ice because yeah that's no. not fun when it comes to running yeah, no. <laughs> i mean it, it wasn't exactly a graceful game yeah <laughs> now you mentioned that you've done competitive and rec recreational softball what are the benefits of being a competitive softball player versus a comp uh, recreational softball player well i mean softball is not a popular sport like it's not even in the olympics anymore so competitive softball at that time in my life, when I played competitive, I think I played from 12 to 20, I played competitive, maybe 18, I can't remember, but like traveling around North America, playing a lot of tournaments in Ontario, Quebec, and Northeastern United States. Uh, so it was really fun playing a competitive sport because you just got to travel a ton, like those weekends away with your friends and kind of felt like mini vacations every weekend. And then of course, like your athleticism was just really good because when you're playing a competitive sport, usually you're training, you're practicing a lot. So you're very fit. Um, and especially at that age, um, when you're uh, developing habits for your life, like being really active and everything is very good for you. But then later in life, there's not really much opportunity to play super competitive for women. There is competitive softball leagues in Ottawa, but not where I grew up. And then it's just not you. You can get good in a competitive softball league, but there's just not that much competition. So there's not that many women who play past their prime in a competitive fashion. Uh, there is teams. I know of some people. It just gets a little tough because people start having you know families and work and can't go away every weekend. So it's a little harder to do as you age. And then also with the fact that softball isn't something that's played in the Olympics or at a professional level. It's not like people who do really well when they're younger have something to really strive towards as much. Whereas baseball or hardball is a men's sport. Primarily, I don't know any women who play hardball. So it didn't really have any interest for me. Um, and then playing recreationally is a lot of fun. You do find yourself getting out of shape for some of the tougher stuff, obviously, um, because it's not quite as competitive. But also recreational has both co-ed and women's only. So it's fun to see the differences between the two and play both. Like I only play on one team officially, um, but I last year I subbed for eight different Team. Wow. So you, yeah. you really love it. That's good. And hopefully I'm doing my part that uh, whoever is listening to this said, you know what, maybe I'll give softball a try and you're encouraging them to pick it up and maybe it become super popular again. It's, it's an interesting sport. It's very active and it's, why not try it? It's just, it's a hobby. It's a sport. Well, yeah. There's nothing to lose to try it out. And that's the thing that makes me sad is I've asked, so softball, I play co-ed. And it's really tough to get girl subs. So that's why I subbed on so many teams. One of the bigger things is that as we age, 
there's such a stereotype and like fact of life that girls age out of sports. And it's a real shame. Like there's all these studies about it and everything about as girls hit puberty and older, they age out of sports and, and men don't. Um, so it's a real shame because you see people signing up for softball, like three to one, maybe more four to one men to women. So the fact that I've played for a long time kind of makes me a hot commodity for people who are not grudgingly joining up. So I always say it's a lot of the teams you see male softball players and their girlfriends. So the co-ed teams are kind of people like girls that don't really want to be there. Now, that's obviously not always the case. There's a lot of people like me who are very interested in playing the game or have been doing it for a long time. You'll find a lot of the best women in recreational softball leagues are like 40 plus because they've been doing it forever and ever. And it's just in their bones and they're never going to give up until they physically can't do it anymore. But I've asked so many of my friends if they want to come sub for me and they're like, well, I've never done it before or I'm scared I'm going to embarrass myself. And you just won't like nobody's there judging you. They're just happy that you came out to play nine times out of 10, even if somebody is really bad, like be it male or female, you're like, thank you for coming out and being a body because you need a certain amount of people to play. And if we don't get it, then none of us get to have fun. So um, you're never going to get good at something unless you try it. So why not pick up on a beginner's recreational league and see if it's even something you enjoy. And I'm pretty sure you will because beginner's recreational leagues in Ottawa are a lot of fun. Everybody's concerned of getting embarrassed and ruining their reputation. But in sports, if you do something stupid like yeah. I do all the time during soccer, I've believe me, I am the epitome yeah. of like doing the weirdest things and people will remember it for that moment and then forget it probably the next day or next week. So, right. yeah, it's just go enjoy yourself. Don't worry about what other people think. If you want to yeah. go do softball, if you want to go get soccer and get kicked in the face by the ball, sure, it's happened. But uh, yeah, just do whatever you, makes you happy. I I've feel been like playing forever and ever and arguably am good at this game I've embarrassed myself more than any newbie I've ever seen so like if you embarrass yourself like you said it's fleeting I mean I've done some embarrassing things that I will never live down <laughs> and I still love the game so that's with anything you do you're gonna do something silly or clumsy like if a lot of people think like oh I'm not super fast or fit or strong or whatever there's so many different aspects to the game so if you can't catch well but you can hit or run well that's great if you can't hit or run well but you can catch the ball or throw the ball like you don't need to have all the things it'll come with time so I mean I've embarrassed myself more than any of my friends who have ever subbed for me and so I I think the whole idea of embarrassing yourself by trying something new is ridiculous because we all do all the time to show how embarrassing I am, I remember during one game during soccer, I was goalie and I saw the ball coming to me. Instead of putting my hands out to catch it, I decided to close my eyes and duck. <laughs> and the ball oh, went no. in. <laughs> and then I got up and I realized, why? Why did, did I do that? You were watching the game? <laughs> I don't. I think my instincts is like the ball is coming towards my face. I have to go into self defense mode and yourself. avoid it. And people looked at me like, Alex, you're goalie. I'm like, I. <laughs> The body's reaction, <laughs> but I love that it just happened that looking back at it now, it's just yeah. funny. But during the game, it's people, hilarious. exactly. Yeah. Now you said you're short on time when it comes to playing this these days. How often do you play softball? Well, yeah. So my team just plays once a week. 
Um, but then it depends. Uh, so it's a weekly league. Actually, I play on one team officially and then another team unofficially. I will play for both next year. And so twice a week, every week from like, I don't know, May until end of September-ish. And then it depends on the league you're in. And then if I sub, I could play. Oh, there was one year I played eight eight days in a row. And one of those days was three games in one night. So Oof. I ended up playing 11 games in eight days. Oh my goodness. Um, but then other weeks I only play the two days. So totally depends on if and when my friends need subs. And unfortunately, because I'm a nurse, my schedule is 12 hour shifts. So it really gets in the way of um, like a regimented schedule. So I, I would ideally, honestly, I would play four to five times a week if my schedule allowed it, but it definitely doesn't. I would say this summer i probably average two to three times a week i don't know why but just a random thought popped up in my head i can just imagine you at work whether you work at a clinic or a hospital just practicing your softball skills while the patients are looking oh. like <laughs> just watching you like what is she doing she's like all right, all right. You know what? not at all but i do my name is casey and there's a famous book mighty casey at the bat so whenever i introduce myself a lot of my patients say oh um Casey Jones or something, or they'll reference it to some famous Casey, like Casey and the Sunshine Band or Casey Kasem. And I would say, no, I'm Mighty Casey at the bat. And then we often get talking about softball. So it's funny that something like innocent hobby does come up at work fairly often, actually. And that's a perfect segue to start a conversation to talk about your passion, which is fantastic. Yeah, I like it. Now, do you have any inspirations, whether it's other softball athletes or let's say family members or friends that encourage you to keep on going? I've been playing with the same team for about five years now. Uh, so I love playing with them. I'll continue to play with them until for whatever reason the team dissolves, but I don't see that happening anytime soon. Um, as far as inspiration goes, I mean, I cheer for the Blue Jays, but that's not exactly inspiration for my softball league. I do love beating other, other teams. I love <laughs> being better than other girls on the field. Um, I love showing off when my friends come watch me play. More often than not, though, that just ends up with me doing something embarrassing and then playing amazing once they leave. <laughs> but no, as far as inspiration goes, I'm not really, I don't, just my friends, I guess, and hanging out with them and enjoying the game. And I would imagine the sport itself is your inspiration to keep on going. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you have any lucky equipment, whether it's a bat, glove, shoes, a hat, uh, chewing gum, I, anything at all that is your lucky go-to thing? Not, not now. When I was younger, for sure. You know, like, um, I don't know if you've heard, you know, when you hear kids playing games, they do all those shouts and chants and songs and whatever it may be. We were those annoying girls teams that were constantly singing some softball cheer or another when we were in the dugout, like watching our friends bat. And I used to, when I would get up to bat, I would do a very specific pattern with my bat on, on the base and stand a certain way. And, you know, I'd have to kind of say something in my head before. Um, but no, not <laughs> at all. I, uh, I, I'm just, uh, I, I mean, I've had one of my gloves I've had since I was 15, so it's pretty much fallen apart at the seams, but uh, I definitely play better when I have it on, but it's just dying a little bit. And then now that I'm playing at a uh, recreational league, there's certain bats that I just hit better with. Like we had a home run derby uh, a couple weeks ago, and I won and won myself a, 
a new bat, which was pretty exciting. Congrats. And I was using my lucky bat, I guess, which was just literally my friend's bat that seemed to work well for me that year. <laughs> you had a spiritual connection to it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, everybody else on the team did too. But <laughs> <laughs> it just had a connection with everybody. It's a friendly bat. <laughs> And it's funny that you mentioned like a little tradition before gang, because just before starting this interview, I was just watching a series of YouTube videos of the New Zealand haka, just the, the, the dances that they do. So it's like a, a chant they do together with a whole body motion. And okay. yeah, it's just like, it's pretty intense. And they do it usually before playing rugby and it's a traditional uh, celebration dance. Like everyone does? Yeah, or everybody like on the team. Yeah, it's like to intimidate the other uh -huh. team. It's kind of like oh, a war oh, chant. That's fun. Yeah, it's like it, when the football players used to do that with yeah, yeah, you that, know, that, stuff under their eyes. Exactly. So that's like that would brought that's what brought it to my mind. Like, oh, you have this little ritual before you play, and then it makes the game. You know what? I should probably have a ritual for when I be when I'm going to be keeper, so the ball goes less in yeah. the net. <laughs> oh, just like a little chant to yourself. If it comes to me, I'm going to do this. Like getting yourself prepared or if it goes to the left I'm gonna do this if it goes to the right I'm gonna do this or um I used to um just say like a, a little prayer in my head I'm not re religious anymore but like I did at the time when I was really nervous I would do like a little prayer over and over again just like basically praying that I didn't screw up <laughs> <laughs> not gonna lie when the ball usually goes in I look at my gloves like what happened? Why you guys didn't work? <laughs> it's like you were supposed to move <laughs> that direction. Fault. Yeah, this is this is the gloves fault, not me, obviously. Uh, so even gloves. <laughs> yeah, I need bigger gloves. I need like a giant plate. <laughs> <laughs> For you, what is your strongest quality? Is it speed, strength, agility, technique? Uh, it's definitely not speed anymore. When I was younger, I was very fast, and now I am very not. Definitely strength. I would say I can hit the ball really far and hard. And one of my favorite things is um, often people don't think girls can play very well, which not going to lie, sometimes it's true and they don't hit the ball very far. So it's extra satisfying when all the guys in the outfield move in really far. And then I hit it way over their heads. Super <laughs> satisfying. But then also if I throw a guy out from third to first, it's extra satisfying because they all go, oh my, what, what just happened? Like, <laughs> Oh, look at her. And, you know, a lot of expletives and things from the bench. Like, well, is that a girl over there? Oh. And, you know, so strength for sure. And then I guess just like I was saying before, the game's just kind of ingrained in my brain. So even though I might not, I'm not very fast and I'm not very um, fit anymore at all, but I just know the rules and that can get you a long way. So there's a lot of really good softball players, just they're really athletic and fast and fit and they might not know the game very well but they make do just because they're super athletic which is a really great quality but I'm kind of the opposite I know the game really well in my bones so even though I might not get to the ball the fastest I know what to do with it so that split second of indecision is like null or whatever so I can so I guess technique and strength to answer your question it goes back to that idea that you're able to make a quick split decision right away and right. then you know how to play the game but when i say you know how to play the game you know how to play it so it comes out to your advantage hopefully that's <laughs> the goal <laughs> now did you ever injure yourself while playing softball because you mentioned so shoulder injuries are common or let's say pulled muscle or anything else like that i mean like a tired weak shoulder is pretty normal i've never 
thrown my shoulder out, as they say, that like pitchers do and stuff. Um, but, you know, by the end of the year, it's getting pretty tender by the end of the, the softball year. And each throw, I feel it kind of aching. When I played catcher, I mentioned that the pitcher that threw to me was really strong. And when I say she was really strong, I mean, she was like an extremely athletic woman. And she used to throw the ball so hard that I had to wear a glove, like a tight weightlifter's glove underneath my catcher's glove that has extra padding. Because if she ever hit me where the thumb of your glove is and it pulled it back, I would basically like mini sprain my thumb. So it was really key that I caught it right in the pocket of my glove because I did a couple times, nothing dramatic, like it didn't dislocate or anything like that, but just kind of that sprain. Um, But the biggest kind of hit to my entire like physical fitness in my whole life was when I was playing soccer. Actually, I used to be really into soccer and I played all growing up. And then in high school, I was really keen and played midfield and Loved the game so, so much. But uh, in my senior year, I sprained my ankle really bad and then tried to go back too soon um, and re-sprained it. And that really affected my softball year that year because I was playing catcher and you're constantly crouched. So you're just constantly in a squat, basically. So obviously my ankle was really bothering me that year and I didn't get much playing time. But it doesn't bother me anymore. Right now, I don't have any injuries. I'm just kind of out of shape. (laughs) I'm there with you. I'm in the same boat. Uh, No injuries. Well, my wife gets angry at me every time I get an injury. But for now, I'm good. Right. But I am out of shape. (laughs) I've been hit by the ball a million times. So I'll get like a bump or a bruise here and there. But nothing dramatic, thankfully, because I've seen some pretty bad ones. Well, the way I see it, whenever I get the ball to my face, it is a free plastic facial yeah. surgery. So, you know, just re- remodeling my face. Secret identity. Get a little nose job on the, <laughs> exactly. on the system. Right? I want yeah. the more indent look. That's the look I want. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just whatever I want. Yeah. Uh, what was your biggest challenge when you first started playing softball? Oh, when I first started playing, I guess it was probably um, just that everybody else knew what they were doing and I didn't yet. Um, so a lot of indecisiveness and, um, trying to play catch up. Yeah. I guess I got over that pretty quick though, because I was 12. (laughs) And is it, uh, what is your current biggest challenge? Definitely just my physical fitness and, uh, sometimes like getting in my own head. So I swing too fast and I often foul the ball and then some, I I guess just, yeah, like I don't run very fast anymore. And sometimes that means I hit the ball okay, but I can't get to first base before they throw me out. Yeah, same, same with me. I can't throw as far, as far or kick as far anymore, so I make sure to just throw it to the side so at least I have time yeah. to recover in case anything happens. <laughs> yeah, you make do. Exactly. Now, has softball ever helped you relax when you're feeling stressed? So let's say you had a long day at work and you just say, you know what, I'm just going to go out. Let's say, not even say you play a softball game, but just do like the training ritual as you would do during a softball game with some friends. Yeah, I actually don't do any training or practice, which probably is pretty bad. Um, But I just don't play competitively enough to have people that want to like train with me. So I've, I mean, I've played catch here and there with my brother and my dad or friends or something, but I don't train um, for the skills, but definitely love playing softball any time of day or night. It never fails to make me happy. And on the flip side, has it ever stressed you out? Like, let's say one game, you just could not get things right for, doesn't doesn't matter how hard you tried. I would say at least once during each game, 
when I was younger and we played competitively, it was, I loved it. Love, love, love the game. But I was just a stress ball the whole tournament. Like I always put everything on my shoulders, you know, how you do when you play uh, anything competitive or there's like a lot riding on a game or a task or something at work. Anything that goes wrong is your fault. So I was definitely that person who put everything on my shoulders and blamed myself for everything was constantly stressed out. But then at the end of the week was like, that was a great tournament and (laughs) whatever it may be. But now I would say the more of the stresses is I don't get so stressed out if the game's not going our way. I really don't care if somebody else screws up or I hardly even notice if somebody else does something wrong. But if I make mistakes, I definitely get in my own head and I'm stressed out about oh, I wonder how many people noticed that I did this wrong or that wrong. But nobody notices because they're all doing that about themselves, too. So yeah, you got the person in the house four blocks down who noticed. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All eyes on you. I, I understand. I used to be like that, too. But after a while, I'm like, yeah, it's OK. Yeah. I mess up. But yeah, sometimes I can uh, recover. Sometimes I can. But you just got to keep focusing the game and keep going on. Yeah. Now, you mentioned this a little bit at the beginning and in the middle as well. But what are some misconceptions about people who play softball? Yeah, so some misconceptions, I guess, a lot of people think that softball is the lazy man's game or the lazy man's sport, which sometimes it can be. Like I noticed little things like uh, I played three softball games. So like throughout a day, that's how I spent my day at a tournament. And I wear a Fitbit and I noticed my Fitbit never even hit my 10,000 steps, which is crazy because I've like, I've been active all day. Um, cause you're kind of just, even if you're standing on third base, waiting for the ball, you're, you're not standing still, you're doing something, you're moving, you know, you're poised and ready, but you're not moving. Or if you sprint to first, you sprint to first and you're breathing really heavy and you feel like you've just done a mini workout, but it's not that far of a distance. So I can see both sides to that argument where it's a lazy man's game, but it's also pretty high intensity too. So I agree and disagree with that one. I think it's a very active sport, um, but it's certainly not a super athletic sport. It's more of a skillful sport. And then I guess my other misconception is like girls don't know how to play the game. So anytime I've ever subbed for anybody, every single time they try and put me in what I like to call like a girl, a girl position. So they'll plot me in rover or catcher or somewhere where I won't make I won't ruin the play. Um, and then, you know, I'll make a couple things, a couple plays that they didn't expect a girl would be able to do. Or I find a lot of, to use the colloquial mansplaining happening. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know. Thank you. I know, though. Um, and I find a lot of my friends feel that way, too, where there's just like a lot of mansplaining in co-ed softball. Um, so the misconception that girls don't know the game is a bit frustrating because i mean half the time i've been playing as much or longer than you have than i have oh absolutely yes <laughs> no not you i mean <laughs> like the guy who's trying to tell me what to do i'm like honey i know i i could have told you what to do last play so yeah that misconception kind of gets, grinds my gears a little bit but um i don't think there's anything like dra- dramatic but you know what it's completely reasonable to have that like frustration it's super 
Yeah. yeah. When I play soccer, I play as goalie and we it's a co-ed team. And what I see is like everybody's here to have fun. So I do pass the ball to both guys and girls. Although the, my team's like sometimes they don't pass to her. I'm like, oh, she's she paid to play. Yeah, I'm going to pass it to her. Yes. Doesn't matter. Oh my it's God, a game. I know. My, my best friend is a very competitive soccer player and she always notices the same thing. Now, luckily, she's gotten to the place like I have where the people she plays with knows that she can do it. But when I played, I, I played just a couple seasons when I moved here to Ottawa. And I mean, I touched the ball like three times the whole game. So I'm just running around and around and like not even getting to play. Like it's frustrating as a woman, but then. If you get the ball and mess up, then you're like, oh, that's just proving their point. But like if they mess up, it's like, yeah, well, they had 10 more chances to redeem themselves. In my mind, how, when I pass the ball to the player and let's say, let's, let's talk about a girl. Let's say she, I pass the ball to her and she messes up. I say, it's okay. It's okay. Like, yeah. you'll get it next time. So just that encouragement because you can't improve if you don't get the ball. So the idea of giving those chances, I'm not saying I'm like the one who's holy that's giving everybody a chance, but if I see an opportunity, if let's say somebody's yeah. covered and she's open, I'm definitely going to pass it to her. It's not a question of like, oh, she's not yeah. good. If she's open, yeah, she paid to play. Why well, not? That, that's like the epitome of the, you know, the argument that you're saying is there'll be a guy passing it to a guy who has three people covering him and then three girls open and he passes it to the guy rather than the three open girls, right? It's it's that way in any co-ed sport. And I've heard that from all my friends that play anything from soccer to baseball to ultimate frisbee or basketball, whatever it may be. I feel like that's always the case. And as much as sometimes that stereotype rings true, like more often than not, if the girl's there and paid to play, she means business and she wants to try and she wants to try her best. So like, let's give everyone a shot. And if you're not willing to do so, why are you playing co-ed instead of just men's league? <laughs> like play men's league. The only time I, I don't pass it to a girl is if she told me, don't pass it to me. I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> I won't pass it to you. she's scared, yeah. Like if yeah. she has a lot of room, she's <laughs> like, hey, she looks, she looks at me, make eye contact. I'm like, all right, that's signal she wants me to pass. Yeah. If she's giving me that panic look, I'm like, okay, she doesn't want me to pass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah read the situation. Exactly, exactly. Now, this might be a really tough question, but what has softball taught you in life? Mm, deep one, eh? So deep. We're cutting deep in this one. <laughs> I guess it's good to like lose gracefully and have fun even when you're losing. I've been to a lot of games where even my teammates or the team I'm playing against has like right now I play recreational. I guess because I play competitive, you learn to lose. But this recreational league, I do find that some specifically guys take it really hard. And it's like you're playing beer league. Calm down. Um, so losing gracefully is always something that I find important and like not pointing out other people's flaws because it's kind of hard when you go from playing competitive to recreational to not take things too seriously, which is good value just to bring through life is not taking things too seriously and just going with the flow and like taking a hit and continue on playing. So whether that be literally like physically taking a hit and keeping on playing, um, showing some like mental and physical fortitude. The other thing I really found about softball is I started playing five years ago in the recreational league, six, six years ago in the recreational league, because I really wanted to start playing softball again, but I was too scared. So my friend convinced me to play just recreational league with OSSC, which is just really like, I think most places, at least in Ontario, have some sort of um, sport and social club that you can join. 
she convinced me to play and it really taught me to get out there and like talk to people. So I found that softball in general has been really good for me getting out there and talking to people and meeting new people. And in fact, I just moved in. My new roommate um, is a friend from softball. So you get to meet really good friends and um, everything like that. And I also find softball teaches you like how to have fun in sports even while you're aging. So just because you're getting less fit doesn't mean you have to stop playing what you love. Like you can still play and enjoy a game or enjoy sports and the social aspect of it and the physical aspect of it. Like I said, getting outside and enjoying that summer weather. Um, Softball is really good for that. It's really opened my eyes to how um, we really need to change how girls in sports is ingrained as us as children. Like, in adolescence and young adulthood, how girls drop out of sports like 10 to 1 compared to guys and how some reform in that area might be really nice. I have no idea how to do that, but it would be really nice to see girls who would be really great in this sport but are too scared to do so, you know, got into it and just to like give it a shot. Well, hopefully I'm doing my part by having you on and just speaking your yeah. your wisdom, your truth, your passion. <laughs> and for any young girl who are listening to this that are interested in the sport but are intimidated because it's quote unquote male dominated, by all means, take a chance, go in there. You got nothing to lose and yeah. you could prove them wrong. If you're scared, just give it a shot as a sub. Like there's always people who need subs. So start as a sub and then if you love it, join a team. And also you could bring a different quality that the male players might not have. So you like different ways of seeing the game. Just because you think you're not equal to them, you may be stronger in different parts. Like what Casey was saying, that everybody has their own unique talents. Right. You don't need to have all the things. Nobody has all the things. And if they do, they're not playing rec league. So you don't need to feel bad that you can't do all the things yet or maybe ever. And actually on that note, if you had to give one big piece of advice for anybody who might be interested in picking up softball, let's say girls or boys, grandparents, parents, anybody at all, what would it be? Just give it a shot. Like we said, like, um, don't let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. Um, don't let the fear of like being embarrassed keep you from giving it a shot. So, you know, message your friends that, you know, love the game. I promise you they'll need subs. And if they know that you're someone they can message, that you're willing to try, they will message you and you will get a shot to just give it, give it a chance. And if you don't like it, move on to some other hobby. Yeah, I, I got a podcast full of hobbies. You got <laughs> just, a po- you know you just go through your entire list and give them all a shot. Exactly. I that's Don't you, you collect them? Your your hobby is collecting hobbies? That is my hobby right now. Yes, I am the hobby yeah. collector. I have them mounted on a <laughs> shelf right now, just all the episodes and like a little CD. No, I'm kidding. But there you, yes. go. you just work your way through them. Exactly. Now, I forgot to do this at the beginning, but do you have any social media links or websites that you'd like to share? I just got really intense in the conversation. I was so interested that I forgot. I usually ask that, but yes, do you have any of those? I'm not like a big poster or anything like that. Um, uh, As you know, I have Instagram. It is private, but people are free to request to follow me on there. It's uh, casemo7, so C-A-S-E-M-O-7. And then my Twitter, again, I mostly just retweet my friend's stuff and like try and promote some stuff, but it's Space Case 7. And my name is Quesadilla on there. Yeah, I have a blog too, but I haven't posted in a really long time. It's called like 
diaries of a roaming bookcase or something like that. It's in my Twitter bio. I don't know. I'm not really like a big poster or anything like that. But you're a fantastic supporter. Yeah, I, pref- <laughs> uh, I really try. Yeah. Well, that's perfect. I'll put all those informations in the description below so people can go check you out. And if they have, if they want to follow you, you're the ruler. You could choose not. Yes. No. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And if she does have any other links you'd like to share later on, I can always add them into the podcast. Let's say sure. a softball league that's happening in the summer or spring or anywhere near you or good yeah, place to get yeah, more information about info. stuff. Perfect. Yeah. She'll send that info Ooh. over. And the last question is the question I am never prepared for. <laughs> Do you have any questions for me about softball? So I, as I said, I've been binging your podcast. So I knew this was coming <laughs> and I wrote out a few questions for you. Hit me, hit me. Um, have you ever played or would you ever want to? I have I've never played softball, but I remember playing either it was baseball or t-ball in my backyard with my friends with crab apples and sometimes with a baseball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did that growing up too. That's so fun. And yeah. then we would always hit it over the fence and hit, it would hit the neighbor's car and the neighbor would come out. And they wouldn't yell. They would just turn off the alarm because we did it so often. They're like, okay. Oh. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Oh, that's fun. So, yeah, I did that as a kid and I loved it. Good. Yeah. Oh, and then I liked your questions about misconceptions. So, I just now jotted down, like, did you have misconceptions about the game? And I won't be offended if you had like some stereotypes or anything about the game? No, for myself, I didn't, I tend to like, as I got older, I realized it's pointless, I would say it's pointless, but the idea of creating misconceptions, especially if I had misconceptions coming in with this podcast, it'd be kind of weird. Right. But uh, no, with uh, softball, like I guess the general misconception I heard, but didn't truly believe was the idea that softball was only played by girls. That was the misconception I kept on hearing, but I didn't truly believe because I knew any sport can be played by any gender. I understood that, but it it was a misconception that I heard mostly about softball. Yeah. Well, you're not wrong in a professional manner. That's right. So like professionally, men play baseball and women play softball. So that's not wrong, I guess. But yeah, not recreationally, I guess. Do you like watch or cheer for anybody in the MLB? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't really watch sports on TV. No. The reason why, no. I don't know why, I just, I prefer playing them. I'm like the type that likes to try out sports. Yeah. And when it comes to watching sports on TV, um, I love soccer. I grew up with soccer my whole life. My whole family loves it, but don't really watch it on TV. Everybody else in my family no. does it, but I love playing it. But yeah, it's just something about, it's like, I don't know. I, I love looking at it. Prefer to try it. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer to try it and see how bad I am at it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was my last question was, um, do you have a favorite sport? And I was going to preface that with my favorite sport to play is softball. And as much as I like the Blue Jays, I don't love watching it. It's a really dry game to watch. Um, But I love watching hockey, but I hate playing it. So Hmm. do you have a favorite sport? sport that you love either watching or playing uh for watching so i used to do track and field when i was younger so i used to do the 100 meter race mm-hmm. and i was so passionate i wasn't good at it but i was so passionate mm-hmm. and that the one time i really loved watching it was during the olympics whenever they do the 100 meter yeah. race i'm like oh cool it's done yeah. nine seconds okay wow that was amazing <laughs> i spent like the whole yeah. like day preparing for it nine second race good Woo. yeah that was exhausting but yeah i enjoy watching that um other sports 
maybe whenever the World Cup comes up, I sometimes watch it, but not not as much. Yeah, more of a player. Yeah. What about like friends and family? Do you like like I love watching like minor league hockey. Like as much as I like watching the Sens, I'm a Sens fan, um, much to my dismay at this moment. <laughs> but yeah. like I love watching, you know, like young friends and family play hockey. Do you do you ever watch your friends play? So I don't have that. My youngest cousins are probably in university right now. So I don't have that. My family is not that big. So we didn't have that many. Um, They did play a lot of sports. I went to see a few of their games. And uh, even when I'm not playing, let's say I'm injured from my soccer game. I still go watch some of the games. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, I want to see them play. I want to just encourage them. I have a recommendation for you. CBC has a, there's a podcast called Players on Voice. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's a an Olympian who interviews other Olympians. And like you, like I'm not super big on watching sports on TV, but I love the Olympics. Obviously, we all do. But to your point about the 100 meter race, um, Donovan Bailey was on there recently, and he's just a great interview. Like he's, we were talking about being confident and comfortable, and I've never heard anybody more willing to like brag brag on themselves and i loved it it was hilarious well actually i've met donovan bailey and he he trained me a a little bit too (laughs) you said you weren't that good well no because i was part of the ottawa lions track and field and it was like a like an organization and donovan bailey at one point came to train a bunch of people and at one point it was like it wasn't ex- like he didn't see that potential in me but he trained me for a little bit like a couple oh, days and- obviously <laughs> well no he trained like a bunch of kids it's like so a group cool. thing but yeah it was like yeah gave, gave it a try and uh i didn't realize who he was exactly at first it's only later on I'm like oh what and now you're like damn it <laughs> yeah. if i'd only know yeah that is so cool oh wow good for you oh you're you're so humble he, you weren't very good obviously you were that's great yeah, today I can barely get out of bed and make it to the washroom on time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, we're all there. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, Casey, for coming on and just entertaining my silliness and my random questions. I do appreciate your answers. They were fantastic. And hopefully I've helped and you've obviously helped open up the eyes for people to understand more about softball, get rid of some misconceptions and realize at the end of the day, it's a sport, it's an activity, it's a good way to stay active. Also meet people. If you're an adult, you can join a beer league. If you're a kid, you cannot join a beer league, but (laughs) (laughs) just to make that clear. But yes, thank you so much once again. It was absolutely my pleasure. And thanks to you too. So if you guys want to learn more about Casey, you can go check her out on Instagram, Twitter. I'll put all the information in the description below. So you just click that. And of course, if you think this podcast is going to be helpful for anybody, by all means, share it with them because maybe they're going through a hard time and softball is the answer. Yeah. Just warm up that shoulder. Just get it ready. Just do it right now. Do it with me. I'm (laughs) rotating my shoulder to get ready to do nothing. But in my mind, I'm playing softball. But if you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all, you can send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And yeah, so until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care.